ACCA, the world's most forward-thinking professional accountancy body. Welcome to our very first ACCA Me Talks student focus. In other words, ACCA Middle East Talks, all things students. I am your host, Tahir Kapasi, Regional Education Manager at ACCA Middle East. Before I introduce my guests today, I wanted to share with you our vision and your role for the Me Talks student focus. As with our sister podcast, Me Talks, we're looking to bring you a series of informative, informal chats with many peers, industry experts, and in inspirational speakers from across our region. These sessions will include topics such as digital transformation, careers, study tips, and a lot more. We hope at the end of the session, you'll interact, leave us questions, comments, and proactively suggest topics and speakers whom you would like to hear from. We're all aware that the pandemic has had a huge impact on current learners and educational institutions over the last year. Schools, university, and most educators have had to adopt to fast changing expectations and ensure they're able to offer continuity in learning with minimal disruptions to the students. Although technology evolution now allows many things we hadn't believed possible, the shift to e-learning hasn't gone as smoothly as we had hoped. Facing the pitfalls of digital learning may be discouraging and frustrating both for teachers and students. And it's important that within these challenging times, we take the time to focus on how does one find the balance for both the learner and the learning provider. Joining me today is a full house of expert speakers taking an in-depth look into learning in the digital sphere and embracing the shift to virtual classrooms in order to help find the optimal learning and educator balance. Welcoming our speakers today, we have in the house Paul Kirkwood, Head of Learning Experience at ACCA, Vignesh Sivkumar, Senior Lecturer and International Operations Manager at Phoenix Financial Training, Josefa Hedri, Senior Corporate Trainer at PwC Academy, and Lizzie Medawar, ACCA Affiliate and a student from Notre Dame University in Lebanon. So a big hello to all of our speakers. It's a pleasure to have you all here. Getting straight into it, Paul, I'd like to come to you first. Is learning online as effective? What do you think are learners today missing out, mainly by not going into a face-to-face -face environment? Uh, well, I think I can answer that in a, in, in a couple of ways. Um, firstly, as a, as a former classroom-based tutor who then became a fully online tutor, but, but then also as a student who is actually currently on a fully digital online training course myself. So, so I do strongly believe that online learning for the ACCA exams can be as effective or actually can be more effective than face-to-face -face learning. But it's important to recognise that they, they, they are different in, in several respects. And I think it's important that students and, and tutors do spend some time reflecting on those differences and, and look to exploit the advantages that, that online learning and digital learning gives you, but also minimises any downsides. Uh, if you do that, then undoubtedly online learning can be an incredibly effective option. From a student, from a student perspective, you know, recently I've been, been, as I mentioned, an online student myself, and there's absolutely no live elements. And I, and I miss that. I miss that not having people around me, that community element. Uh, 
And I must admit, I did find it challenging at first, and it took me a little bit of time on, on how best to study. So, so personally, for me, I found that I've needed to book specific time in my diary, study in shorter bursts um, for, of around 30 to 45 minutes. And I think everyone needs to recognize that that online is that bit different. And so work out what works best for you. And remember to speak to other people, speak to your friends, speak to your tutors, speak to 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 to, to those who are who are going through this, this experience themselves and making it work and see what advice you can use for yourself and build the, the, this learning around you. The, the, the one aspect that, that, that I think, you know, is, is perhaps obviously missing is, is having people around you, that almost instant community. But there are so many communities within online learning courses, whether it's a formal one on a forum within a course or even something informal as WhatsApp or other type of, of WeChat groups. And so you can do that. You can build that little bit of community around you. Very valid point. You know, there are two very distinct ways of learning which, you know, our learners need to explore. And, and you spoke about advantages. So w what do you believe are the greatest advantages to online learning and how could, you know, they one capitalize on them? Yes. Yeah, so, so the clear advantage to here is 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 the flexibility the opportunity to study when and where you want. And we've done research on this. We've spoken to students. We've spoken to a lot of students who actually thought that online learning wasn't right for them, but they've changed their views. Because, and, and some of this is because they've had to because of the impact of the pandemic. But the opportunity to pause a lecture, rewind, review, reflect, gain a stronger understanding on areas that are challenged and is, is so beneficial. However, with that flexibility comes the need to manage your time effectively and manage your motivation as well. And, and, and making sure that students can put time in their busy lives to study when they're not going to a, a classroom at a specific point in time. And finding that quiet place to study as well can be challenging in, a, in our busy lives. There's, there's also perhaps a need for students to, to motivate themselves to make that space. Now, now, a perceived disadvantage is the inability to speak maybe real time to your tutor when you're when you're watching recorded content. But but so many learning providers offer different ways to contact their tutor, whether it's a form, forum, an email, a WhatsApp or any other communication channel. And I actually think this helps a lot of students who were perhaps less willing to ask questions in a busy face to face classroom. Because, you know, typically when I was teaching, you'd have the, sa the same people would, would ask the questions and others would keep quiet. I think it actually does open up more conversation. And, and finally, here, the, the dynamic of learning is different in some ways. But always remember that the goals and the objectives are the same. You know, it, it is the same. There may be a slightly different learning experience, but by embracing that, benefits the flexibility of online learning students can put themselves and will put themselves in a fantastic position for success absolutely thanks paul and uh, you you did definitely you know touch upon some very very valid points and, and, and you also did highlight and open up uh, very well for my next question to to vignesh you know you you've obviously gone online with your um, offerings and you know you having having thought online for over a year now are you able to share with us firsthand some of the challenges you as a tutor have experienced with uh, you know teaching courses um, online uh, to students Definitely, I think Paul has touched upon some really good points there in terms of uh, challenges. Uh, I do think the challenges with online learning are evolving and in some cases varied for different candidates. Uh, 
So if we look at uh, some of the more common challenges, uh, one, one such challenge is a tendency to procrastinate, a deferential tendency. And uh, most online solutions, including ones that involve uh, a lot of live learning, do allow candidates to watch recorded sessions later. And there's always a tendency to say, I can watch it later. The other one that we have, as Paul rightly mentioned, is the need to work in isolation, which requires plenty of discipline and amazing time management skills. Although this can be, I believe, uh, mitigated by appropriate tutor interventions, engagement with the tutor. Uh, you do also have candidates in some parts of the world who face significant issues with technology infrastructure. This may particularly be an issue, I believe, with the courses that have a lot of live elements. Now, when we think of these challenges from a student perspective, you know, I can now very quickly talk about as a tutor, I think the foremost challenge I have faced is not having the same engagement as in a classroom. So just yesterday I was in a revision course for advanced financial management. And one of the most amazing things about being in a classroom with a group of people there is you're able to gauge how the audience feels at a given point of time. And you're able to give additional examples, maybe explain something slightly differently. The body language, the gestures, the facial expression of students is very revealing. And it just instantly helps you adjust your approach. It's also personally very satisfying uh, uh, to, to be in a classroom and see that you've added value and help them understand a tricky topic or question. Now, that is, to a certain extent, absent in online learning, although through the interventions, uh, it is possible to bridge the gap. Every challenge that we have, such as this, is just an opportunity to find solutions. Excellent. Uh, thank you for that, Vignesh. And, and then, you know, you spoke about bridging the gaps. Clearly, you have bridged those gaps. And, and therefore, for any of our listeners who are, you know, into teaching and are, you know, newly budding instructors, um, what would you advise uh, them in terms of overcoming some of these uh, challenges as a tutor in terms of teaching, in terms of being able to instill more engagement in their in their online environment? I guess there are lots of things that we could talk about, but uh, the main things I would probably say are one, be flexible and willing to learn and adapt. You need to keep learning from your experience and also of your peers. So for example, I was part of uh, a couple of webinars Paul did a few months ago for uh, trainers. He spoke about online learning. So I was part of the session, picked up a few pointers, brought that into what we do and we keep learning similarly. Uh, the second thing, finding the right balance between giving students flexibility to learn at their own pace and at the same time being a pace setter. And that does mean you need to make some interventions uh, and contact them, get in touch, see if they are doing well. The third thing, creating the personal rapport and making the students feel, building a connect so that they don't hesitate to contact you when they need help. And with remote learning, students are a bit hesitant. But again, if we bridge that gap, build a connect, that should uh, be, be something that they will be comfortable doing. Fourth and final point, uh, do not assume everything that works in a classroom works online. So, for example, breaking up a lesson into bit-sized lessons, as, as uh, Paul pointed out, we learn, online learners will most effectively learn when they learn in bits of 30 to 45 minutes. So a student can possibly listen to a 
180 minutes of a traditional classroom, but that may be difficult in an online environment. So being adaptable and willing to change things and not assume that the same thing works. So these are a few of the things I would say to here. I think a very valid point, Vignesh, and, and that is a key takeaway, I believe, for a lot of our instructors, you know, that are listening to us, uh, you know, in, in terms of being agile, being adaptive and and and, and not assuming that, you know, the, the two are, are effectively the same face to face and online. And as we've been discussing, you know, uh, really embracing and, and the fact that they are two very different ways of teaching and learning and, and therefore recognizing the relative strengths and weaknesses. So sticking to the the essence of online uh, you know learning specifically I'd, I'd like to now come to to you Huzaifa and and you guys at PwC in Dubai have also you know embraced online learning for quite a long time now um, I wanted to ask do you do you feel students have still have any misconceptions about online classes and and as as um, you know educators how have you responded to mitigate some of these uh, you know uh, concerns that students have? So Tahir, basically when it comes to misconceptions, there are two misconceptions that I would like to talk about. One of the misconceptions that students have is that when it comes to online, it will be less interactive and it will be less engaging. So what we have done, we try to engage more with the students. And as Paul mentioned, because the outcome is still the same, we're still trying to achieve the same outcome. And that is to make sure that we deliver with the highest quality and make sure that the students pass. So we try to engage with the students. And in fact, I would agree to the point that Paul made initially that students who were a bit hesitant talking in the class, they even they are asking questions and they are engaging because the platform that we are providing to them, it helps them to ask questions, clarify the doubts and more questions are coming up as it would be in the uh, regular face to face class. And another thing is another misconception is that it is less effective, whereas it is not because it is an another way, another platform of learning and outcome being still the same. So we are delivering with more in, uh, intention of providing the higher quality to the students. So to make sure that they are able to grab the point, like what I do in my classes, I keep on engaging with the students. I use different techniques. For example, we use small quizzes to engage with the students to make sure that the people who are sitting online, they are interacting with the tutor and as Viganesh mentioned that we still have to set the pace. We still have to be the pace setters of the classes. So we need to make sure we take the control and at the same time we provide them with the flexibility. From a tutor's perspective, uh, what are your expectations from your students behind the virtual screen? Um, we, we've been talking about, you know, setting expectations and there's a lot being spoken about, you know, um, what is expected of ideal, you know, the education providers or tutors. I'd like to I'd like to know what would be, you know, your expectation as a, as a tutor from students behind that virtual classroom of yours. So basically, when it comes to the expectations from the students, uh, being a tutor, when you are in the class, you can, you know, see the students, you can observe that who is actually engaging, understanding, you can take the control of the class. But when it comes to the online classes, the student is not exactly in front of you. So the expectations from the students is that they have to be as attentive as they would be in a face to face class and be similar amount of dedication has to be shown number one and second thing that 
the environment that they are attending the online session in the environment that they are attending the live session in has to be learning friendly which means that they need to isolate themselves there has to be less distractions as they would be in a regular face to face class because if a regular face to face class is going on people are coming in going out so of course you cannot learn in that so you need to you know isolate and an environment has to be created so that expectation is there from a tutor perspective from the students that you need to create an environment where you have isolated yourself and you are actually completely focused on the session and what the tutor is uh, talking about and what the tutor is training about brilliant so uh, these are some really very good perspective from a, from a tutor's uh, side and I, I'm, I'm sure our audiences listening will hugely benefit from uh, from this so we've heard from our tutors and i think it's now to you know get onto the other side of the 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 fence and and speak to one of our student representatives lizzie medwar Lizzie, having studied at a university, you know, with normally a face-to-face -face class daily, how easy was it for you to adopt to the online learning courses to help you prepare for your ACC exams um, to sit them in Lebanon? Yes, uh, I believe that uh, each experience has its advantages and disadvantages. Uh, the shift for me was not complicated because I have chosen an ACC e-learning provider uh, that spent the course by weeks. It included uh, two live sessions per week. It included four grade mock exams that are essential to success. They were followed by a personalized feedback. Uh, they were given to each student in order to identify their weaknesses and strengthen them. Uh, besides, it incorporated relevant articles that were published by the ACCA that were required for exam passing. And most importantly, that I believe for students uh, that are following uh, online courses, is having this uh, discussion among students, 24-7 uh, support by the tutor, which really made the online course as a face-to-face -face class. And I know that there are a great number of resources found on the web, but it's really important for students to find their online, uh, the online learning uh, partner in order to increase their chances of passing. Thank you very much, Lizzie. And, and that's a very, very valid point you know, you made there there are obviously a large a huge number of uh, you know uh, sources this day and age specifically in the digital environment that students can find but it's it's critically important for students to be able to select the right learning partner and and in most cases we advise students to pick an approved learning partner for all reasons that you've mentioned Clearly, you know, you, you've, you've uh, overcome a lot of obstacles in ensuring that, you know, there are there would have been barriers that you would have broken um, in, in getting where you are right now, you know, passing all your exams successfully within the first attempts. What are the barriers you would advise fellow students to break in embracing this shift to digital learning? Um, students that are planning to set the ACCA exams should be students that are professional, that are accountable, uh, that are motivated and independent in order to start the journey, whether in online classes or face-to-face -face, uh, course. So it's mandatory for students to train themselves on the learning system or the application in order to take advantage of this technical experience and make it effortless. And the second of all, it's fundamental for students to, to use the flexibility offered by online classes to manage their time before, uh, between work, courses, and personal obligation in order to meet the mock deadlines and attend the courses. 
And finally, uh, it's crucial to participate and be part of a community that shares the same discussions. So students won't feel like they are learning on their own. Uh, and this concept of collaboration will encourage them to learn, interact, and definitely build the new relationships, share tips on diversified topics. Excellent. And in very valid points, it's all it all. If I sum it up, it all leads to, you know, motivation and, and dedication from from a student's part. You know, you've got to plan. You've got to be able to, you know, motivate yourself and dedicate yourself towards preparing for your professional qualification exam. So thank you very much, Lizzie, for, you know, sharing your valuable experience uh, with our listeners today. To close today's student focus, a question to to firstly Paul, and then I'll I'd like to come to our tutors with the same question. And given the recent experiences, what do you think the future model of learning will look like? Are we looking at students going back to the traditional ways of learning, or do we expect a new blended approach uh, coming up? Yeah, thanks. That, that's such an interesting question. Just before I answer it, um, just to think back about what I've heard already. I love the point that was made around tutors actually can't see the students in, in the classroom, so they, they lose that little bit of ability to, to see, to see the, the, you know, the reaction. But I think from a student perspective, it's really important that you're aware of that as well. So the tutors can't see you. So 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 if you are having problems, it is that two way street, isn't it? It is that need for students to reach out to their online tutors for that help and assistance because they can't see that quizzical look on your face. And, and you know, tutors in a classroom will be able to see that and they will will pick up on it. But it's yes. Yeah, so, so, so I just wanted to flag that because I thought it was, a, it was an, you know, in such an insightful uh, uh, thought. And then just to finish off, I mean, I do think there was a steady move towards more online learning before the the, the, the pandemic, but this has undoubtedly been accelerated with 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 face to face being restricted in many countries. So it's forced students who may not have wanted to try online to do so, but actually the feedback I, I've I've got from students who've done it is they've found it works so well for them. They've found it actually is. And, you know, would you go back and, and, and you know, I could play some of the feedback that I've got from students and it's no, no, no. Well, no. Um, and, and, and some would like a little bit more of a blended approach. Now, and I just widen it a, a, a touch. I've got two young children, this little school. We've done a lot of online homeschooling over the last year and it's worked. However, I know that both of my children undoubtedly prefer being in the, in the social school environment rather than learning full time at home online. So I, I do think the short and even medium term will be very flexible. I think it's a, it's a really good time for learners. I think there is a, going to be a mix of fully online courses which are so effective I think there is the opportunity for blended courses, and I think to some extent there will still be a place for face-to-face -face learning, but I'd be interested to hear what the others think as well. Thank you, Paul, and I'd like to now move to Uzefa. So, Uzefa, what are your thoughts on the on the future model of learning? How do you think um, students would prefer to learn going forward? So, Tahir, in my opinion, I think digital is the way forward, but the way we do it over here at PwC's Academy, as Paul mentioned, we, stu we still have room for the blended approach, for the hybrid approach. And this is how we are doing it, because the way we are delivering classes at PwC's Academy, it's simultaneously 
we have a face-to-face -face class which is also being delivered live online so we have some audiences which are sitting in the class and then there are some students who are sitting online for the same session and that's how we engage with the students who are online also who are face-to-face -face. so we are giving them the flexibility that whoever wants to attend online can attend online whoever wants to attend face-to-face -face can attend face-to-face -face. and it is the same session that is being delivered so it totally depends on the flexibility of the students that what do they want to opt for and some of the times for example if you are late in the office and you cannot make it to the class you prefer to have a face-to-face -face session but rather than missing out on a session you can attend online so both the options are available so in my opinion uh, we should be taking a blended approach forward where we give the opportunity to the students to attend online as well as face to face and then based on the flexibility they can decide which way they want to go but yes moving back all the way to the traditional means of delivering i don't think so we are going that way and we will be sticking to this hybrid approach of delivery or maybe completely online and digital is actually the thing that we are moving towards and we are moving in future so it's not a good idea to move backwards and lastly, but not the least, uh, Vignesh, your closing thoughts, please. I think the online learning space offers candidates a lot of flexibility and access to great uh, resources. And from our experiences at uh, Phoenix Financial Training, we did have some digital presence previously, but the last 14 months uh, we've evolved and the, the process of uh, digitized training has just been accelerated as Paul mentioned and it, it's been a great learning experience for us as well it's all been about evolving what we do keeping students first so naturally as training providers like ourselves keep evolving the process online learning will get better and better the experience keeps getting better and the acceptability the willingness of candidates to use this as a mode of learning is only bound to improve however online learning works better for some candidates than it does for others and there will always be a space for face-to-face -face learning and if not face-to-face -face learning definitely blended uh, learning that's what i think thank you vignesh and i i agree clearly you know there's always going to be these camps of preferences you know where students will have their own individual preferences but i think being able to provide that kind of flexibility and what we've seen within the last year, last year through our experiences firsthand, I think students will definitely benefit uh, hugely from that added flexibility that they are able to get from our learners. So it is clear that online learning is a, is a two-way street and like everything that changes, the key to this is to have an open mindset, flexibility and the willingness to adopt on both ends. Remember, change is the only constant in life. So many thanks to you all my guests on today's session. Special thanks to ACCA production teams. Join us next time on ACCA Me Talks Student Focus. Until then, thank you and goodbye. This podcast was brought to you by ACCA. Find out how we think ahead at accaglobal.com.